0: From the website, girlfriendit.com, and the movement Girlfriend It, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on toginet.com.
1: Hi, hi, hi. This is Patty Wyatt, and I am your host for today. Today, we are going to discuss EQ, or what some of you know as EI, your emotional intelligence. And uh, first of all, i just like to talk about the fact that it is a skill. It can be developed. So there is hope. For those of us that really don't have high scores on our IQ, at least we know that our EQ we can work on. And so today we are going to be talking about the best practices to become more self-aware or basically to increase that skill of our emotional intelligence. And just more aware of what we are telling ourselves, so changing the chatter so we can focus on our EI. So basically, pause and know that today is going to be the best Thursday of this week. It's better than than Disneyland. Uh, So start out by, if you do have uh, paper and pen in front of you, write this down, or if you're driving. Just think about on a scale of one to 10, how self-aware are you? A 10 being very self-aware, a one, I don't have a filter at all, I don't know how I come across to people. And my next question for you is, what is the percentage of people that are self-aware? So in other words, if I were to ask that question, how many people would rate themselves as like a nine or a 10? And it's interesting, because uh, most people, actually 95% of people, would say that they are very self-aware. Only 15% really are. So, how did you rate? Were you like most people and gave yourself a high score? I know when I was first asked about, you know, how self aware are you? Where do you feel like you fit in on the EQ score? I considered myself very self aware. Until I began facilitating um, and, and training in the classes, the more I researched about EQ, the more I realized I needed a lot of work. So in other words, I had a pretty tainted filter. And as Lisa would say, you have no shame gene. <laughs> and I realized, I which is fine, because you want to be all you and be uniquely you, but you do need to be aware of how people are responding to you. And I know for me, I love the fact that I can say things and I like a little bit of the shock value and I like it when people are like, oh, my, I can't believe you just said that because it's fun for me and there's a um, humor involved. But what an example would be if I was going into a meeting or somebody you know, was saying something, I would have a tendency to go off on a rabbit trail or maybe, you know, hijack that conversation because, uh, you know, what I have to say, I guess is so significant. So I needed to be aware of that. The more you hijack a conversation or the more you were going off on rabbit trails, it was shutting people down and they weren't able to give their opinion. And, How I've been able to work on that is even if you know the answers or maybe you have a better story than what they're giving, let people talk. Let people share their story all the way to the end without hijacking um, when they tell you they went to Disneyland and you start telling them your story about Disneyland. Or if you have the answers but you're in a brainstorming session with people, ask the question and guide and truly lead them into – areas of letting the empowering them and letting them give um, their response rather than you always having to come up with all the answers so that's an example of of what i've been working on and how does this help you Uh, if you're listening out there how does that help you as you're leading organizations or maybe you're just you're not just it's important that you're leading your family or simply working alongside others Well, UCLA research shows 7% of leadership success is due to intellect, which would be your IQ, and the rest results from EQ or your emotional intelligence, your social skills, the ability to build rapport and manage relationships, if you're able to listen with empathy And truly create motivation by, like what I was saying, asking questions to where you don't always share the answer, but you're empowering them. And if you think of that, that means 93% of what we're doing as we're influencing others on our teams and our family is all about being self-aware and having that emotional intelligence. So, first tip. Be self-aware. If you can't manage yourself, it's really hard to lead or influence others. So put your oxygen on first. And I know I've shared that a lot with my airline background. Um, how how many people laugh? You know when you <laughs> do the um, the demo and you're talking about putting your o you know your oxygen on first before you you put it on people around you or help somebody else out. But it really is significant if you're not healthy, then you're not going to lead other people down a healthy track. So stop, reflect, and decide on what you need to be doing right now to be healthy. Well lean in. we are going to talk about um, as well I guess I guess the question would be when? Is our our emotional intelligence? Um, when do you feel that it um, is finally like set in? So in other words, your your IQ is established at birth. So let that sink in for a little while, because people go, "No, that can't be," because I can keep you know working, learning, researching. But you have the capacity uh, to to learn. But your actual IQ is established at birth. The next thing to think about is your personality is pretty much set at what age? Just pause. Think about that for a second. When do you think your personality is set in? And that one is at the age of 19. Your reasoning and how we problem solve sets in at 25. So, although you can keep stretching and keep creating that the, the critical thinking, you can help it out. But that's when that um, actually uh, gets, you know, when you you look at teenagers making really silly decisions, you're like, okay, well, the problem solving that frontal part of the brain hasn't completely um, been been set and put into place. But your EQ or your your EI, your self-awareness continues to develop and grow until you're in your grave. So this is important. Being self-aware, once again, is the strongest force behind leadership and personal excellence. And that doesn't come at any age. It's not set in at birth it doesn't happen at 19 when your personality is pretty you know much settled in it just continues to where you can develop and grow it i uh i love this quote um if you remember what movie this is from i'm going to to say it and um hopefully some of you can guess i can tell you the license plate numbers of all six cars outside i can tell you that our waitress is left-handed and the guy sitting at the counter weighs 250 pounds and knows how to handle himself i know the best place to look for a gun is in the cab or the gray truck outside and at this altitude i can run flat out for a half mile before my hands start shaking so for those of you who jumped in and you were able to guess that, it was Jason Bourne from Bourne Identity. And I remember the first time I read Robert Ludlam's book, The Bourne Identity, I instantly was fantasizing about what life would be like as a rogue agent. Like, what if you were truly that self-aware? You knew your strengths. You knew your limitations. You knew your weaknesses. You knew the effect you had on others. And you, you were just that focused in two seconds. You could be thinking all of that clearly as to what is around you. So think about that. What if you started being intentional? And being that aware, not only of yourself, but of of those around you. And you knew the top talents of the people on your team. You knew um, the strengths of your kids and in your family. You were so aware of their potential that you were able to dig deep and find the gold in them to help them, um, you know, practice perfect habits in, in helping them grow. You literally can look for all the talents in action. So how are we with thinking that way and waking up and being intentional with how we're, we're doing that? Can we truly be that rogue agent like Jason Bourne and start start looking at that with being self-aware? So the bottom line, how do we learn this EQ skill? Ask yourself daily, how am I showing up to the world? How many of us, we wake up in the morning and we just think, you know what? I really want to be ordinary today with my ordinary spouse and my ordinary kids. I want to push the snooze button at least five times and just basically survive through this day. So really what you're saying is I'm okay with being a hot mess every day. I don't think we do. I I hope that the answer is no. I hope that we don't wake up thinking, I'm going to have an ordinary day with my ordinary, non-trustworthy marriage with my ordinary partner and my less than ordinary kids, right? We want them to be extraordinary. We want to do extraordinary things. We don't want to just live a life of being average, of being invisible, But it's hard because life is so daily. So unless we are intentional, then we just wake up and we are in survival mode. We're not proactive with our day. We're just reactive to, you know, whatever comes and happens, whatever's put in front of us, then we'll deal with it right then. So by learning how to manage ourselves, by being self-aware, then we... If, well, I I should back up and say, if we aren't learning how to do that, then we're going to get the same results. So we have to identify what areas that we need to be working on. What habits can we start changing? And one area I have found that it helps when I'm doing coaching sessions to start focusing on is being aware of how you set the tone. How you show up to others really makes a difference. So are you influencing others everywhere you go? How are you showing up? In in other words, are you showing up like a chihuahua where you just have this energy, this OCD? I don't know, where you're just this nervous, anxious, um, talking about just all the crazy things that you have to do during your day. I know in social media, a lot of times you'll, you'll see that where it's like, oh my gosh, I had to stay up studying until three o'clock in the morning and then I have to work today and then I have to go do this and I have to go do that. And it, you're setting a tone and it's almost like, okay, is that like cool that you're so stressed out and you're dealing with all this anxiety because other people aren't necessarily drawn to that. So why do we feel the need to let everybody know all the craziness that's going on in our life. Not saying you can't be real and authentic, but but be aware if you're making a habit of that and that, you know, if that's all you're doing. I know in my my life group, college girls, uh, you know, they're they're going through a breakup and they're all consumed with that. And after a while, you have to go, okay, now we have to change the conversation. (laughs) Now we have to talk about what other people want to talk about. We can't just be all consumed With you telling your story about how much this guy has hurt you. And even though we want to acknowledge that, even we, even though we know, yes, it's painful, but at some point you have to switch gears and know how you're showing up. I know at at one point I was working with an individual who had been going through A horrible, there was some fraudulent behavior in her business, and she would consume everybody's time talking about the court case, the the situation, what this person did, and we can't get our mind wrapped around it. So it's like a a therapy session when you're talking with people, because the more we talk about something, it's because it's that loop in our head that we just, it's befuddling to us, so we have to keep getting it out of our brain. But be aware, what is that doing to everybody else? Are we being interested in others and interesting in what we're talking about? Are we staying curious with those that we're around? Or are we just so self-absorbed that we want everybody to hear our, our issues? So once again, being aware of who you're influencing, how you're showing up, Um, who do you lead when you wake up in the morning? And that is the very first person is yourself. So ask yourself when you're looking in the mirror, who do I want to show up? You know, who am I? Basically, why am I going through this day? Are you snoozing or are you launching? And when I ask people that, basically, what are you telling your brain? Be aware of this. Your brain has a mind of its own. If you lead yourself by saying, I don't want to face the day, Then how are you leading others? That comes out of your pores, if if those are your thoughts. Are you being impactful with others or grumpy pants? Which one is going to gain happy, healthy employees, kids, coworkers? Once again, you need to put your oxygen mask on first, and then you are ready to, to lead others. One tip my mom used to say continuously is to be the host, be the best host wherever you are. And what does that mean? So once again, pause for a second and think of like three things that a great host does. Well, they prepare in advance, right? I'm getting ready to host Christmas at my house and I'm already you know, thinking, okay, what do I have to get at Costco? What kind of, you know, paper plates, napkins? You're just continuously preparing in advance for the party. You make everyone feel comfortable when they they come in. So you you, it's on you. You feel very responsible for how they feel when they come in the door. And the biggest thing that you do is you serve others. You don't expect people to come in and just have a good time. You create the space you create the ambiance the environment for that to happen so you are approaching them you're trying to connect them to other guests you're trying to get other conversations going i know for me i'm i'm there's going to be around 30 people family members in my house so i'm thinking okay where's the the seating that's going to take place i want to have you know game tables ready to go so i'm going to move everything into the garage So we can have um, a different game that you compete at each table and you have a winning table. So you want to create all that. And it is a lot of work. You don't just, you know, wake up and hopefully Christmas Day is going to go well. You want to put effort into it. So be the best host wherever you show up. You be the one to connect others. I hear it so often where people they go to a party or in the workplace where they feel like an outsider. They don't feel like you know they can join in and it's it's like just do it every we're all a little uncomfortable in our own skin. Be the one that goes up to others and start talking. introduce yourself have Have a good story. Have an icebreaker in your mind. Be ready. Be prepared to be the host. Create the fun environment. Create a good time. Once again, be curious. Be interested and be interesting. In your lifetime from the age of 5 to like 73.8, I know Lisa has shared this before, you are going to influence 80,000 people. If we're going to be influencing 80,000 people, then once again, do we want to influence them as grumpy pants? We were the, the most negative person they ever met, or we were just this invisible person that no one saw, or do you want to truly leave a legacy? Do you want to influence them in such a great way that you have had an impact on them? And we all know that quote, people will forget what you say, they will forget what you do, but they will never forget how you make them feel. It's neuroscience. We can change an entire room by just creating this. It's contagious. If we show up with this positive energy, we show up in the way that God created us to be and to know our purpose and to have that um, just, it's coming out our pores that we're excited to, to be with others. It truly is contagious. So be that great, awesome host that you were created to be. Now let's talk about our emotions. How self-aware are we with how others see us? Unless we remove the myth that the workplace is no place for emotions, We can't really be effective leaders. So the key to self-awareness is learning how to press the pause button before we react. And then how do we teach others to do that as well? And I know we've heard this all the time, you know, leave your leave your emotions at home. Don't breathe them into the workplace. But right now, in the last seven seconds, there is an emotion that's going through your mind. We just we truly just can't turn off our emotions. We're thinking something, we're feeling something all the time, every second. And there's a great quote from Peter Bregman, author of Leading with Emotional Courage. He says this, here's the truth. It doesn't really matter whether we want to be emotional. We simply are emotional. It's impossible not to have hundreds of emotions pass through us in a regular workday. So try to spend three minutes today and not have an emotion. This is what it means to be a human being. When we try and stuff these emotions down, that's when we become unreliable, unpredictable. They leak out, often in passive aggressive ways. We need to feel, watch and pay attention to our emotions. Feeling angry and expressing anger are two different things. Feel everything and then be strategic and intentional about what you express and how you express it to achieve the outcome you want. So I know that was a long quote, but every single part of that quote, just that whole paragraph um, is so significant and it's so true. We, We can't just stuff these emotions down, but we can be aware and be strategic, be intentional about what we're doing with these emotions. So one tip is to jot them down. I I know some leaders, they literally have sticky notes where they they even draw a face, like how how they're feeling. But be aware in the morning, how am I feeling this morning? What is really pulling me down? Am I in a good spot or am I in a bad spot? And what do I need to do to change the chatter, to change the narrative in my head, to not show up like that chihuahua, but to show up like that swan, just gliding aclo- across the pond and leaving a little bit of ripple, but, you know, you're, they're paddling like crazy. Do I want to be a swan or do I want to be a, a chihuahua? Do I want to cr- come across as an angry person or a nervous person, or do I want to come across as someone that people can trust with integrity and I'm going to move forward and they know I'm not just going to burst out with all of these emotions? So we want to show up courageously and show up by being you. Once again, not pushing the emotions down where you can't be truly you. You're just aware of what, of what triggers that. So one tip in managing yourself is be aware of stress and anxiety. Know what triggers you emotionally. Uh, many times we automatically respond without even realizing our reactions and we need to become more in touch with your re, with your reactions, meaning you can create an early warning sign or a warning system of triggers to help reduce the reactionary or spontaneous emotional re- responses. I know, for example, mine is when I feel disrespected. Um, as a mom, I think that's my trigger point, and it's usually with my kids. When I am asking them to do something and I feel like it's ignored, I know the deeper issue as is I feel that there's I'm not getting the respect that I deserve and that will trigger. So I need to know that in advance to go, no, I'm not going to let that trigger anything. I don't want to show up as a hot mess. I know I have superpowers that I can lean on and I need to be proactive with that and be aware of when that's going to 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 trigger. So speaking of superpowers, I want to talk about that, the the superpower pose, how you stand up. And you put your hands on your hips, chin up in the air, feet are shoulder width apart. And you hold that position for two minutes, just like you are Superwoman or Superman. Um, Picture that in your mind and research, actually Harvard research from Amy Cuddy, um, calls it a healthy form of self-medication. And in her research, she talks about the cortisol levels actually go down. So the anxiety goes down and the testosterone levels, it goes up. And literally you get a boost of confidence just from taking the superpower pose. So with that, I want to add one more ingredient to that superpower pose, and that is to smise with that big, huge smile. And you also are doing it in your eyes, that twinkle in your eye. And when you do that, it actually helps with gratitude. It helps you um, go into a better mood. And once again, it boosts confidence because of the chemical that's taking place in, in your brain. So with that, I gave you all kinds of tips today on how to be self-aware, how to be more proactive, how to work on that emotional intelligence. Um, What other skills should an emotional intelligent leader have? There are plenty, tons of them, but understanding your behavior, understanding your strengths and your weaknesses is, is significant. The stories we tell each other will lead to the actions we take. And we are hardwired. Once again, um, science and soul: how emotions affect our behavior. There is science behind our emotions, and it's important to know why we may react before thinking. So be proactive with that. And that—that's a whole nother uh, podcast that we'll be doing on the amygdala hijacking, on our cognitive system and our limbic system, and that helps us understand what triggers some of um, our our emotions as well. But I just want to take a little bit of time to talk about how we're going to apply some of of these tips that we put into um, place here. And I have another quote from Warren Buffett. You will continue to suffer if you have an emotional reaction to everything that is said to you. True power is sitting back and observing things with logic. True power is restraint. If words control you, that means everyone else can control you. Breathe and allow things to pass. So the question is, what are you going to do? What do you need to stop doing? What do you need to, to start doing? And if you were to write down three habits, um, as you are moving forward. So in other words, don't just listen to the podcast. What can you do? What can you walk away with and really think about, I'm going to apply some of this. Uh, so if there's anything that you heard today that you want to create into a habit, because habits that truly can be life changing, uh, let's look at some of the, the top three in what we talked about, um, um, Number one, being aware of my emotions. That sounds so simple, but we really don't take the time to go, how am I feeling? And then take time for some white space to jot them down. The second one is be a host wherever I am. Don't wait for others to approach me. Go talk to them. Connect with them. Connect with people. Humanize situations. Create a positive environment wherever I am. Instead of of bringing others down with critical thoughts and negativity, be grateful. Be that swan, not the chihuahua. Uh, Jot down a few goals for yourself. Most people spend more time planning a week vacation than planning their life. Uh, We just simply don't do that. So think about, am I launching myself out of bed in the morning or am I snoozing? Make that a goal that you're going to start launching, be in a better mindset when you wake up, because that will help you show up differently in your day. Um, Are you committed to meeting these expectations? Instead of thinking you are self-aware, start being intentional with your self-awareness. Do small, tiny little tweaks and see how it helps with those around you as you lead and influence. So last question, how can you be a better leader by using emotional intelligence? Understand and recognize your emotions, understand how your emotions affect others, manage your emotions, not people, and reduce your negativity. Look at the bigger picture, bounce back from adversity, Managers tell, leaders listen. So with that, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. As always, such an honor to be with you. And until next week, I hope you have an amazing, amazing week.
0: Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show designed with women in mind, with a chance for you to just listen, or take part in, or to blog like crazy about. In any and all ways, the show is about you, and that human connection that we all have to a bigger life, one larger than ourselves, yet taking care of ourselves first. Women, women from everywhere, becoming girlfriends, with Girlfriended. Check out the website, Girlfriended.com. And join us next week for more Girlfriended Radio here on TogiNet.com. Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on TogiNet.com.